0: It's always good to be back and doing the pod. I can't tell you how much I actually love doing this. And uh episode five. Can't believe we're at episode five. That's a pretty big milestone. I kind of just started this honestly on a whim. I always wanted to do it, and one day I was just like, yo, let's do the pod. So we're back. Episode five. Um can't believe you guys have been with me for this long journey. It's been incredible. Um just kidding. Sorry, I'm getting emotional. Uh anyway, good to be back. I hope you guys had a great weekend. Last episode, I had my first guest, Zach Land, a great and a dear friend of mine. Dude, so smart. He's going to do huge things in his life, which is sweet. I hope that I can do some of them with him. It's been great. We had a good conversation after and how uh, we want to work together and, you know, help other people see purple. His perspective was so sweet. If you haven't listened, go listen to that episode. Um, it was my most li- most listened to episode uh, by far, actually, and, uh... I hope it got a lot more people to listen to the pod. So if you're here, if you're new, welcome. Um, Zach really helped me see purple. And I feel like you can never see purple. You can never see too much purple, you know? And there's always room and improvement to see purple. Speaking of purple, did you see my tie-dye swag that I did on my Instagram story? If you haven't, you will because I'm going to be wearing it in uh, the videos that I do that I post, like YouTube and stuff, hopefully for the future. So be prepared for that because that's going to be sweet. Um... And lastly, just as the intro, I just want to welcome any new people. Thank you for listening. I know you guys have uh, so many better things to do than listen to, like, a semi-smart about politics kid Uh, just talk. (laughs) And uh, lots of Netflix to watch, lots of other smart, way smarter people than me on podcasts, but I just appreciate it. Anyway, I'm getting emotional. You know, let's get into the intro music. You know it's my favorite part? Uh, See Purple Pod episode (laughs) 5. okay uh we're back let's do it you guys know what we do the layout of the pod we go over some presidential tweets we go over a kind of a main story which i really like and I can teach you kind of principles from And then we go over some purple vibes Of course, we see purple on the pod You know what we do um, Disclaimer for those that are first timers or whatever I formulate a lot of these stories based off credible sources um, on both sides So I'm never just using more conservative news sources I'm never using... More Democratic news sources I use both And formulate my stories In quotes And data And information From both Uh, And I don't tell you Where it's from Because I'm evil Like that No I'm just kidding I help you see purple Come on now Um, Because I feel like I've said this so many times Every pod I think I'm going to say it Every pod But if I said Oh this is from Fox News I don't want Democrats To tune out Or stop And if I said This is from CNN I don't want the opposite To happen right So I do both they're good stories. No one's complained to me yet. We're still going, baby. Let's go. Um, so the Trump tweets, that's how we start. President Trump's tweets, that's always how we start the pod because it gives context most of the time. Some of them are funny. Some of them are about sports, which I love. Some of them are super informative. Some of them have insight to future plans of America. And that's what we like. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. And disclaimer, I do, so as C Purple, it's literally just me. All right, I got a YouTube, I got an Instagram, I got the pod. It's a lot of content, it's a lot of research. Uh, so I do like a lot of research because not only uh, do I have to find it to like make posts and make podcasts and make videos off of, but I need to make sure that they're qualified, I need to make sure that their sources are cited, I need to make sure that it's not too blue or too red, right, to appease the audience because this thing's literally called Sea Purple. Um, but finding the president. Trump tweets of the week is a lot of research. Let me tell you, holy crap, dude! Sorry, crap for the kids out there. Uh, it's it's a lot. He tweets a lot, as you guys know. But not only that, but like he's really recently found out like the the quoting like you can retweet your own tweets function. I feel like because he's been doing that a lot, like the last month. So he'll tweet like, uh, "I have the highest approval rating." ever or my approval rating with this is a common one. my approval rating with republicans is 95 percent, and then he'll quote that tweet and say i love you republicans i'm just making these up okay don't take this for uh truth and then so he'll quote that days later and then he'll retweet that quote days later okay so it's a lot of what he's saying and then he's like retweeting and, and quoting it constantly okay so it's like so even if I like, scroll past and be like, oh, no, that's a not not a good tweet. And then I'll find that he quoted it like a day earlier and then a day earlier than that he uh, retweeted it again. It's like, oh, man, this is a lot of the same tweets kind of being zaggled. Anyway, I'm sure you guys follow them, so I don't really need to explain this to you. But I just thought I would for the old people out there that don't have Twitter. Just kidding. This is for the kids. The kids know what's up. Sorry, older people, for that comment. Okay. So just so you know, it's a lot of research. And I found some good ones today. Okay. I think I mentioned my first pod that I hope that there's a job in the federal government where when laws and things are enacted that people, that there's literally a job, maybe it's an intern, where uh, someone comes up with like the abbreviations for it, like the CARES Act I explained. It's just like a $2 trillion stimulus bill, but they like came up with words to make it called the CARES Act, right? I hope that's a job. And I want that job. I feel like I'd be really good at it. So now, and this is going to tie in. Stay with me. Okay, this is the tweets. It's, it's actually, I'm going to do three today. Two of them are connected. He tweeted it, one, and then replied to it. Okay. And they're funny. They're funny again, but it's also kind of educational a little bit. Uh, so best of both worlds. Okay, quote, <laughs> crazy Bernie Sanders is not a fighter. He gives, he gives up too easy. The Dem, or the Democratic Establishment, gets Alfred E. Newman, apprentices, Mayor Pete, and Amy, at Amy Klobuchar, Tagzer, to quit and endorse Sleepy Joe before Super Tuesday, and then gets Pocahontas to stay in the race, taking thousands of votes from Bernie. He would have beaten Sleepy Joe in a landslide, all caps, every state, comma, if these events didn't happen. Even if Warren dropped out, he would have easily won, Dems did it to him with Crooked Hillary, and now even more so, and Bernie doesn't even complain. All caps, VOTE for Trump on TRADE, all caps. Better than BS. Okay, I'm going to break this down for you. I'm going to break down these tweets. I brought up the intern job with the abbreviations because I want to know if President Trump has a person that comes up with these funny nicknames for his opponents. Or is it just off the top of his noggin? I'm going to say it's off the top of his noggin. President Trump, we know that you listen to the pod. You let us know. Uh, You can email us at cperp uh, cperp at gmail.com or just tweet at me, whatever you want. Um, You let us know because I actually want to know this. I hope that he comes off the top of his noggin because they're so good. And if there's anything about President Trump, regardless if you hate him, love him, or indifferent, the dude says what he wants and he calls out people. And uh, he's all about that. He like kind of loves the contention, I feel like. And it's kind of commendable, I will say. Uh, he's just the dude. He just he just does it. Um, just kind of crazy. Okay, let me give you all the nicknames. We got Crazy Bernie Sanders. He's been calling him Crazy Bernie for a while now. I know that because I'm on his uh, texts for his campaign. I'm on his and Bernie's uh, texts. And I should probably get on Biden's, I guess, since Bernie's gone or Senator Sanders is gone. Um, and he always calls him Crazy Bernie and he always calls him Sleepy Joe, which we'll get to later. OK, so we got Crazy Bernie is not a fighter. He gives up too easy, whatever. <laughs> and then he, he calls Mayor Pete Alfred E. Newman. and For those that don't know who that is, uh, Alfred E. Newman is actually on the cover of uh, Mad Magazine. And, um, it's that like caricature of that schoolboy kid with, um, like messed up teeth and kind of rumpled hair. And so I guess president Trump, (laughs) uh, calls (laughs) mayor Pete that, uh, Alfred D Newman. So, uh, there you go. Hope that image is in your mind. If you don't, you can look it up. And then at Amy Klobuchar, he doesn't come up with a nickname for her, but he does straight up tag her in the tweet, which it's kind of savage. Okay. So we got crazy Bernie, Alfred D Newman, Pete, Amy Klobuchar just tagged and then sleepy Joe. Right. And then goes on and says crooked Hillary. Of course that nickname stuck very well. And everyone calls her that now on that side. Um, so his nicknames are crazy. I love it. It's so funny. Uh, he doesn't really have one for Obama, president Obama in that I've really seen So if you're aware of one, let me know. Okay. But the context of this tweet actually is kind of interesting. President Trump's basically saying that the democratic national convention, the DNC, the democratic party, whatever, um, has always kind of done Bernie dirty because, uh, he believes that the people on the left prefer Bernie. But since Bernie is a little bit more radical, The DNC's always gone with the more safe option, which was Hillary Clinton and Sleepy Sleepy Joe. I said Sleepy Joe. (laughs) He's got it in my mind. And Joe Biden. So uh, that's kind of his context. And that's what he's saying. He's saying that Bernie would have won. The DNC's not really giving respect to Bernie, which I think is interesting. Um, But then he also says, like, vote for Trump better than BS, which is a double entendre. Very clever uh president trump because bs is also known for like bull and then a curse word i won't say but, you know we're here for the kids uh you can fill in the blank but it's also bs for bernie sanders so it's like a double entendre very clever and in the tweet uh so that i thought that was kind of interesting little insight on his nicknames Low little interest insight on the dnc um let's move on to the next one uh transition to greatness um uh all caps is what he tweeted he just tweeted transition to greatness all caps and i this is kind of his new momentum tagline he's very good at them right make america make america great again keep america great and now transition to greatness the word great just resonates with this guy um that's his new kind of like motto thing that he's doing to transition the country uh to greatness so be on the lookout for that i feel like we're gonna get some red hats with white writing saying that who's gonna buy one let me know. I'll get you one. Okay. Third, uh, it's not really tweets, but he's been tweeting a lot about this thing called Obamagate. And I've had a couple people reach out to me saying that I should report on it. Uh, I don't really report on like news that could be twisted or biased. And right now Obamagate's more just, it's only really being reported on legitly by the right. And so I said at the beginning, like the pod is meant for like Stories that really can't get twisted, like um, Justin Amash running as a third-party candidate that uh, isn't isn't not going to be twisted. You can find it on both sides of the news, and you can pull from both, right? Obamagate, I haven't really been able to find anything on the left, so I can't really pull on a story about it. Also, um, if you don't know what Obamagate is, it's basically... Um, The conservatives and Republicans believe that members of the Obama administration interfered with the FBI investigation of Michael Flynn, and they leaked sensitive info and basically, like, doomed him to start, so it made President Trump look bad and the administration look bad. That's kind of the concept. Um, I also just want to—I'm not—that's Obamagate, and I'm I'm probably not going to report on it unless more information comes out. But I will use Obamagate as an example, and I'm not saying Obamagate is this at all, just to clarify— But there are things that the media and politicians are so good at, and it's spinning stories and pivoting, right? If you've watched any debates, anything in the news, right? So why a lot of people are leery and a lot of news stations on the left are leery of Obamagate is because at a time when, right, there's 90,000 people or whatever dead in the United States, um, the economy is doing not as well as we hope, president Trump now comes out with Obamagate and on a tweet storm. And now everyone on the right is worried about Obamagate. I'm not saying that this was to do it because I haven't looked into it enough. So please don't confuse my words, but a lot of taxes tactics like this are used to distract from more problems. And so I'm just using Obamagate as an example. Smart politicians will do something like this to totally distract you and pivot you from the main story. Um, And so, uh, I don't necessarily believe that that is what happened, um, because I haven't looked into it as much, but I will say that that is something always to be leery about. I don't even know what is leery Is my, is that a real word? Honestly, don't leery, weary, (laughs) weary about, I actually, wow. I'm now confused. Should I cut? No, I'm not going to cut this because that's not, I'm just going to take the embarrassment. I don't know if leery is a real word now and I'm second guessing everything. Okay, let's go that is something to be weary I don't even know now Okay, that is something to look out for is when things like this happen if stories are spun if things like that are spun uh, just take it with a grain of salt and make sure you do your research and make sure you trust your sources that's all I'm going to say if more about Obamagate comes out like if it's a credible story enough from both sides of the media I will report on it if you like let me know and I'm, as another disclaimer, I'm not saying Obamagate is distracting or anything like that. I just use the concept as an, as an example to explain how we see more purple. Because that's what we're doing, baby. We're seeing more purple on this pod. All right, enough with that. Uh, let's go to the main story. Okay, I remember I said that I don't really want to cut the pod very much, but I realized that like doing four episodes of this, I get so thirsty talking. So after every segment, I'm going to cut. And get some water So I'm not like dying of thirst and coughing Because that's what's been happening lately Um, The main story Okay this is actually pretty cool Pretty unique uh, That I thought I'd bring up So if you guys know me personally uh, You know that I really like Andrew Yang As a politician Um, Andrew Yang ran for president as a democrat Um, Sorry if you hear any dogs in the background That's my bad Uh, He ran as a Democrat, um, but he's the most purple. He's the most forward-thinking, really, politician, in my opinion, that ran for a Democrat and really that I've found in general. He's all about um, making the best decision, making that decision analytical and logically, and I've just always liked him. So I follow him, uh, and so he came out. I knew that he was doing this, and then it was actually pretty successful, and so I wanted to share it because that was really cool. So if you're familiar with anything that's going on. Um, New York was hit hardest really by the coronavirus and uh it's been really stressful for them. So a while ago the governor, his name's Andrew Cuomo, uh said that he was gonna move the presidential primary over COVID nineteen concerns and then took contenders that had already dropped out of the Democratic race off the ballot. Um and this outraged some people. Andrew Yang is one of them who's also a resident of New York as well as others people in uh, Senator Sanders campaign. And so they actually sued the New York, uh, uh, board of elections, I believe because it was unconstitutional. Um, so I'll, I'll read some quotes and give you some more, uh, retrospect, I guess. So the resolution removed Andrew Yang and nine other candidates, including, uh, Senator Sanders, um, and this is what the judge that overturned uh, the ruling actually said. It says that it deprived them of associational rights under the First and Fourteenth Amendments to the Constitution. So the judge, after reviewing the suing that Andrew Yang and these people did, actually found that it it was unconstitutional um, because of the First and the Fourteenth Amendments, which I thought was pretty interesting. And it said that the New York Board of Elections— uh, this is back to the the, the solution— They must reinstate to the Democratic primary ballot, those presidential and delegate candidates who were duly qualified as of April 26th, 2020, and then to hold the primary election on June 23rd, 2020. So instead of having uh, no election um, and just Joe Biden, they've now done both. So they're going to have it on June 23rd and uh, anyone that was still in the race as of, uh, that they were qualified as of April 26th are going to be on the ballot, which is going to be about 10 others. Um, and then it says that the, um, the board of elections, they safety, They cited safety concerns as the reason to cancel the election, uh, because of the amendment signed by governor, uh, governor Andrew Cuomo. Um, <clears throat> so that's kind of the context of it. Uh, I think it's pretty interesting. Uh, I thought it was cool that he was suing in the first place, Like that's a very powerful move which i'll explain more a little bit and then the fact that they won i thought was even cooler right this is what andrew Yang had to say after it got overturned i'm glad that a federal judge agreed that depriving millions of new yorkers of their right to vote was wrong i hope that the new york board of elections takes from this ruling a newfound appreciation of their role in safeguarding our democracy um so i thought that was cool um and you might be thinking like, this is like a little story. Like it's not a big deal. Joe Biden's already going to win. President Trump's already going to have the Republican nomination. Um, But it really was like a test as like a test of the strength of our democracy and the constitution. Um, Because if you let a little thing like this slip where it's unconstitutional, more things can slip. It's kind of like a slippery slope. Um, And so I think that's, it's a really positive thing that there are people out there that are recognizing these things that have the authority and the power to make things happen and to re- hopefully restore the democracy uh, back to what it is. Um, and really I think it's less about the votes like Andrew Yang didn't do it so that he could get like that 2% or that 1% that might vote for him in New York. Right. Um, he got it because it was about democracy is about giving people the right to vote, letting people, letting their voices be heard, giving them the freedoms that America has fought for, for centuries, decades, right? Man, was that inspiring? I hope when you are now listening to me, you think of like an American flag in my back in the background just like furling in the wind with I'm proud to be American plane on a saxophone. Was that too much of an image for you? Maybe. Let's move on. Sorry about that one. Uh I also think it's good gosh. I also think it's good for the, the DNC, the Democratic Convention um, because they can get a, a better grasp on parties preferences. Um, New York has rural and urban and suburban, um, elements and demographics to it. And so maybe, uh, Amy Klobuchar gets 30% of the vote, which was unexpected. They can be like moving forward be, like, oh, maybe Amy Klobuchar, uh, would be an ideal candidate for the 2024, whatever. Hope that makes sense. Um, and I also think this is, uh, this makes sense why people want their freedoms, um, I, uh, right, you look at so many people that are fighting for their freedoms right now with the stay-at-home orders and stuff and the government's reopening and things like that. Um, they want their freedom. They just want the right to do what they want uh, because that's kind of like the American spirit in us, the American pride. And so I think it's cool. I think that you, you see whether controversial or not on both sides... Of kind of the spectrum, like ones in a courthouse and ones just in out in the open and like the world that people are fighting for their freedoms that American, the American government and the Constitution guarantees them, uh, and that's ultimately what people want. I feel like in this country, so kind of interesting. Couple takes on freedom right there for you. Uh, that's kind of the main story. I thought that was interesting. I hope you learned a little bit from that. That not only are things like this potentially happening, and I know they're potentially happening in other states but people are fighting them and people can win because if you know the constitution well enough, uh, you can win. So I hope that was cool. Um, yeah, let's end with some purple vibes. All right. Purple vibes. The original concept was to get some vibes where the red and the blue, the Democrats and Republicans, as you may know them, uh, work together and do something uh, that promotes kind of more uh, purple vibes, right? Where they work together to help America. Right now, it's a little bit harder to find, I won't lie. Um, So I've resulted to some other purple vibes. But there's still purple vibes. We're still going to end this pod on a great note uh, to go out and do good in the world. Okay, Guy Fieri, as some would say, I've watched him enough to know it's actually pronounced... Fietti, guy Fietti. Uh, I'll probably call him Fieri just because that's more natural than me. But it's Fietti. Let's be politically correct on this pod. Okay? Fietti. I don't know why it's spelled like that. Anyway, guy Fieri. If you don't know who he is, based on him being a meme for quite some time, based on him being a huge personality just in life, based on his excellent chef building, his chef abilities, and uh the many shows he has on food network if you haven't watched some late night diners drive-ins and dives at like midnight i don't know what you're doing with your life but i've done that a lot great show okay so he's just basically a celebrity chef um and he's always rocking <laughs> like the oakley sunglasses he's got the frosted tips hair always spiked up he's got like some hawaiian flames shirt uh going on and yeah he's a good guy I really want to meet him, to be honest. Anyway, it's hard not to love him because one, he's been a meme, and two, he's just a good guy. So, uh, Guy Fieri has raised, I said it right, $22 million for restaurant workers. I don't know why that's not talked about more. This dude is dope. Like, what a guy. And I'll explain why. So, uh,. Basically, he started a foundation and has asked CEOs of these huge companies to donate and put in money, and he's raising money on his own. But this is the quote he said, My entire career has been in the restaurant business, from bussing tables to flambe captain to dishwasher to chef. I've done it all. I've also spent the better part of the last 15 years traveling this great country, meeting other folks who have dedicated their lives to this business. And let me tell you something, they are the hardest working, most real deal workers you've ever met. The heart the heartbeats of their communities so that was his quote so basically what he did is he built a relief fund and uh, as people have put money in he's been sending five hundred dollar payments to workers that have been affected by the coronavirus which we know is a ton because restaurants were so hardly hit um if that doesn't excite you enough let me give you some more info uh this actually happened today's the 20th on the 15th and i actually missed it don't know how i didn't hear about it to be honest but he Guy Fieri and Bill Murray uh, so i feel like if they're if they're like four people that everyone loves no matter what it's Guy Fieri it's Bill Murray it's John Krasinski and it's Keanu Reeves let me know if i'm wrong let me know if i'm right are we talking about politics right now no We're talking about purple vibes okay All right, Uh, okay, so Guy Fieri and Bill Murray did a head-to-head battle of who could make better nachos on Facebook Live. I can't believe I missed it, but I'm letting you guys know so you guys can go back and watch. Not only that, but it was judged by Terry Crews and Shaq, who I feel like are also two people that everyone loves, okay? Um, And they raised more money, Guy Fieri won, uh... And it was, a, it was a good battle. But I just thought that was cool. I think when celebrities use their platform like this, I talked about Post Malone in the past, they lose, using their many influence, money, power, whatever, to just make people's lives easier. It's incredible. I love that. Um, Guy Fieri, you know, he always says, like, let's go to Flavortown. And uh, metaphorically, he took us to Flavortown with $22 million raised. And that's an incredible thing. Um so yeah, I thought that was some good purple vibes. People using their platforms for good. Uh, sending payments directly to people that are affected, I think is the best method right now for these people to use their influence because you know it's exactly doing what you want these organizations to do, right? It's just to help them. And so Guy Fieri, Guy Fieri, um, incredible guy. We love him. I hope he gets on the pod one of these days. He's a He's an active listener too. Just kidding. I just say these cool people are listeners just to make myself feel better. But uh, that's it. That's the Sea Purple pod for the week. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know how I did. Let me know how you guys are feeling. I hope you guys can see purple as you go out th- throughout this week. I hope um, you guys stay safe and stay healthy. And uh, we'll talk to you next week.